This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. When you think of gardening, what do you think of? What do you picture when you think of gardening? Do you think about the wonderful fruit? Or do you picture an orchard? What about strawberries? They're a wonderful fruit. They blend with multiple things. Or, oh, the all-time favorite, watermelon. Fourth of July get-togethers, backyard barbecues. Just a wonderful thing. Gardening is a wonderful thing. There's lots of great fruits and vegetables. What else do you think of when you think of gardening? When I see this, I see good produce. But what else do you see? Oh, yeah, the other parts of gardening. I see the work involved, preparing the ground, planting, watering, pulling weeds. Work is necessary. Preparing the ground, you have to work, cleaning out weeds, and be watchful and make sure nothing bad is getting into your garden. Transplanting plants. That's a fun example, by the way. So transplanting plants. So when you transplant plants, you have, they say that it is good to pick off the fruit or the vegetables after you've transplanted the plant. You need to pick off the fruits or vegetables so that that plant can root in. Well, that is the same when you are transplanted into Christ. You need to get rid of that old fruit, that old man, so that you can root into Christ when you became transplanted into him. We have lots of examples of the kingdom being looked at as a garden or a vineyard. In Genesis 2 and 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden, to, keep, to dress it and to keep it. God did not put the man there to relax and enjoy what God had created. But the man was put there to work, to tend to the needs of the garden. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10, For even when we were there, we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies, not working at all, shouldn't eat. Do you see some of these people from day to day? When the boss comes by, they act really busy, but they're really not getting anything accomplished. They're looked at as disorderly, have no organization. How do you prepare the soil? In Acts 2 and 46, and they continued, and they, continuing daily with one accord 
in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. This is work. I know it doesn't really sound like it, but have you tried it? Breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat. Having people over in your home is work. It is also a great blessing. It's been five or six weeks since Zane talked about doing this and working at this. Have you tried? This is also tilling the soil, building relationships, checking the plants, seeing if there's a need. If you plant a garden and never check on it, what's going to happen to it? In Romans 12 and 10, be kind, affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Do you prefer to hang out with brothers and sisters? Or do you prefer to hang out with people in the world? In 2 Timothy 4 and 5, But watch in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make thy proof, make full proof of thy ministry. Endure afflictions. Can you see this person in the garden? Endure afflictions. They are working in the garden. Can you see them? Hoeing, pruning the trees. They are doing the work. Watering. And then afflictions come. There's going to be some cuts, some bumps, bruises along the way. And even a smashed finger here and there. But endure afflictions. Soldier on. Do the work of an evangelist. We have to change the mindset that someone will do that to I will do that. If you don't know how to, that's okay. There are people that here that are willing to help you with that, teach you how to do that. There is work that needs to be done. In 2 Timothy 4 and 2, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Preach the word. If we are teaching others, then we are tending the garden. We need that I can attitude. Or is it too much work? Are you lazy? In Proverbs 20 and 4, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. 
In Proverbs 10 and 26, As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that sendeth him. Smoke to the eyes. Does that help anything? Have you ever had smoke in your eyes? Did that help you accomplish anything? In Proverbs 15 and 19, the way of a slothful man is a, as a hedge as an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Slothful here is the same as sluggard, is a, as a hedge of thorns. Thorns are a curse. So you're working in the garden. And as you're working in the garden, a thorn rips your skin. There's blood running down your arm. So you have to go inside, clean that blood off your arm, bandage their arm to return to what you were doing. Slow the progress down. In in Luke 8 and 7, and some fell among thorns and others sprang up with it and choked it out. Thorns also choke growth out. Thorns hinder work. Are you hindering the work of others? Do you make excuses? Man, if I just had the time. In Luke 9 and 57, And it came to pass that as they went in the, in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee where, wherever so, wherever so thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lie his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the de their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me... First go and bid them farewell, which are at my home, at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We've all heard that story, the, the whole story of excuses. Everyone's got one. Are you making them? When you look at your garden, what do you see? Is it full of fruit? Or is it barren? In Luke 13 and 6, And he spake also this parable, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years... I come seeking fruit on this, fig, on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? Baron, why is it even cumbereth the ground? Why is it even 
taking up nutrients out of the ground, cut it down. So what can help us not be lazy, barren, or have excuses? In 2 Timothy 2 and 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There it is again, a workman. That is a teacher, a laborer, a worker. In Acts 2 and 46, we read this earlier, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Gladness and singleness of heart. Their relationships grew when they did this. If we will do these things, it will help our relationships. It will grow our relationships. Continuing there in 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The church grew. So if we continue to work on these things, the church will grow. Our relationships will grow. Our favor with the community will grow. So as I start to close things down a little bit, I, would, I want you to think about some things. So when you think of your garden and when you look at things, I want to know, I want you to think about the work that you are putting into the kingdom. Do you sow abundantly or sparingly? In Luke 8 and 5, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And as it was trodden down, the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it and other fell on good ground and sprang up and it bare fruit and hundredfold and when he had said these things he cried he that hath ears to hear let him hear can you hear Jesus needs you Jesus needs you sowing seed Jesus needs you watering. Jesus needs you checking the plants, checking on people. In Hosea 10 and 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou did, 
not, didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy, thy mighty men. We all have that neighbor that grows a good garden and has a little bit extra. And they come by and give you a little bit extra. And they share their fruits and vegetables. This garden's different. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Your reward is coming for, your, for the efforts you do, not your neighbor's efforts. For we, we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. We labor together. We work together on this. We help each other. If we all pitch in and do our part, the work doesn't pile up. The task doesn't seem as big. If you do some work every day in the garden, pull the weeds, water, tend the plants, then it doesn't seem to be as big a job as if you just work on it once a week or once a month. You are God's husbandry. Husbandry there is a land worker or farmer. We are in the farm or the garden, the world, and we are God's workers. Is there more you can do? Are you pulling your weight, doing your part, or do you need some help? Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.